Mana 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 this is social discasting welcome to social discasting a podcast where my guests and i discuss our lives miss the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves i am brandon aka ben turnsman i hope you're well my guest is a writer on the nbc tv show brooklyn 99 as well as a screenwriter of fist fight amongst others he's the co-host of the podcast deli boys and he is of course the commissioner of Doughboys. please welcome evan susser welcome hey thanks for having me thank you for coming on i really appreciate it yeah i'm happy to do it we don't know each other I don't know how many of your guests you have like pre-existing relationships with, but yeah, I thought that sounded interesting. Uh, yeah, when you had said you would do it, my I, I was like, that is so awesome. Oh, thank you. Genuinely, I love Deli Boys. It is something I listen to every new episode, so it's really cool. So thank you. Oh, of course. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. How are you and where are you? I'm okay. I'm in Los Angeles, California, and I'm with my uh, wife and daughter, and I'm, I'm okay. I mean, it's so funny the normal standard thing when people say like oh like how's it going and like the just like social nicety is to say good and if someone says good now that sounds insane <laughs> yeah everyone's adjusted at least down to okay who knows what the actual answer is <laughs> but okay i think is the ceiling of what you can say it's a rare time where when somebody asks you that you do have to actually think about it a second to your point yeah you have to like an automatic downgrade into a base level otherwise you are sociopath maybe a psychopath or just maybe you were in some jared leto-esque cult and you just found out what covid was and you're still figuring it out yeah who's to say <laughs> and it changes i would say it changes week to week day to day this week i've become loopy you know i've had waves of depression waves of making the most of it this is the week where i feel like i've lost my mind maybe the most it just feels like it's been going on seemingly forever and it's seemingly gonna continue for the foreseeable future <laughs> And I can't even complain because I kind of am now in the zone of forgetting what day it is, like forgetting if things were a TV show I saw or a dream I had or something that happened in real life. Everything's just going a little crazy. I'm in the same position. Like, I feel like I was okay mm -hmm. for a minute there. And then these last couple of weeks, especially, I feel like my brain has turned into mashed potatoes on some level. Yeah. For the most part, I feel like I'm okay, but especially this week and a little bit last week, just all over the place right i'm like oh, okay well this is what happens like eventually for anybody it's gonna come to a head and the where it just finally completely sets in yes and i think it's a long time without really strong uh, guidelines mm -hmm. of really what you should be doing you know i think that for the first weeks it's like okay like do you need to like be like wiping down every like piece of mail that comes into your house do you need to wear a mask if you like walk outside for fresh air like is it the air good you know and there's all this yeah. like back and forth and all of that and I think that people were okay and used to like, well, for a few weeks, it's, it'll probably, you know, take a little bit of time until there's like official guidelines and it's really clear what you can do, what you can't do. And I think now we've been in it for a while and there's a little more guidance, but there's still a lot of questions in the air and living in that uncertainty. Yeah, I, I did have this thought last week of, is this just what my life is now? Yeah, right. Reach that threshold of it's so long now that I'm like, is this just how it is? I, I don't know. It might be. I am definitely kind of realizing more and more of what we're doing is truly unnatural. We don't function this way. I feel like every type of person is close to if they haven't already reached their breaking point. It is really interesting. I would say I'm, I'm on the extroverted side and I've been trying from like week one, I was trying to do things that would simulate socialization. 
mm-hmm. like doing, you know, a trivia night over Zoom or something like that. And while that stuff is nice, it's also kind of depressing. And then I've had a few times where I've come across or had to drop something off at someone's house and like seen a person that I know at like <laughs> a 25 foot distance. And the charge of that is so much more life affirming than lots of socialization over the internet. And it's really kind of baffling. I don't really know why there's that change. In hindsight, you know, it's like to this degree, at least we haven't been without that ever. Right. We've always been able to relatively speaking, do whatever we want when, you know, it's wild how that happens. Yeah, because, you know, I have a two year old daughter and when your parents of a newborn, to some degree, you kind of live in lockdown or quarantine where you really are not leaving the house. Sure. But there are still things like you do have to go to pick things up at like a drugstore or, you know, whatever. And you have family that visits. There are certain like interactions that you do have. So it, it is pretty different and pretty weird. That's the word that keeps coming to mind too. Yeah. Is it's unnatural. I, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that occurred to me the other day. I'm just like, yeah, this is just not how humans function. Yeah. It's strange. And obviously everybody's experiencing it in slightly different ways. And that's what also I was thinking about is people are having pretty different experiences you know like essential workers like doctors like they're still seeing people all the time but they're seeing them in like such a horrible like stressful situation so they're having their own kind of traumatic experience but a different kind of traumatic experience and then there are people who live alone there are people who are in a couple there are people who i guess there are people who are just ignoring all of you know not doing any of this stuff but the world has closed around them i had that kind of weird moment every now and then i get on google maps and I like just saw on the map all of these stores and restaurants and movie theaters that I go to and they all like it even popped up on Google Maps and said temporarily closed, which of course I knew, but there was something about seeing it because I think in my mind, this is going to sound so stupid. It hadn't really clicked into me that I'm doing all of this like voluntarily. It's not like there's like a police officer who is standing at my door saying don't leave. But yeah, I guess in my mind, I kind of thought like, well, if I ever broke down, I could just like go to a restaurant like (laughs) and then I'm like, oh, that's not even even if i were to not be one of these people who doesn't care and thinks the whole thing is a hoax like the world has really like stopped it was crazy i know <laughs> i know it is true like how that kind of just occurs where it's just just the idea of like you know i'm just staying at home you know but i could do something oh no i can't in that regard though just even that thought completely validates them closing these things because like thank you for protecting myself from myself yes if that temptation was more overtly out there i would have to really top myself down from that ledge honestly especially now my wife, I think, had my favorite line of this whole thing. Though. I was like, we were two weeks in, and we were just like, end of the day, and she just kind of like looks at me, and she's like, I can't believe this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's my, my, my intellectual summation of all this has just right. been just at a very deflated, th- this is a lot. Yeah, it really is. This is so much to deal with, and I feel like we're all in some form of shock. And it's just too much for us to process in real time, let alone, you know, with hindsight, if and when that we have that opportunity. It's insane to me, all of this. That's weird. How old? I'm sorry if this is a rude question. I don't know how old you are. I don't know what your memories of 9-11 are. I was a freshman in college 
Okay, yeah. So for me, even though that was a very traumatic event, I felt like I was starting to get hindsight even by like the evening of 9-11. And I was in Washington, D.C. but went to high school like, you know, five miles from the Pentagon or whatever. But even then it was like, oh, this is like a big deal and like things are going to be different for a while and there'll maybe be a war. But I was like already kind of like imagining it and contextualizing what it would mean, like almost intellectualizing it within like 24 hours of it happening well yeah because the difference is that we had a beginning and an end to the actual event and there was like there was a fear that uh like oh there could be more attacks and there was all that kind of stuff but first of all that after a week or so it felt more like okay maybe that's not gonna happen at least it's not gonna be like an onslaught of it and it just yeah there was just something different about it i guess that was and this is not obviously to, to minimize it by any stretch but I think we can minimize it. I think we can. I think now's the time. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Let's unpack this. (laughs) uh, We had a resolution to the events themselves within 24 hours. And then that's when the ripple effect of that. But this is a thing where we're months in now. Yeah. And still don't know. And we don't know what a relative resolution, if that's even a feasible, possible thing, looks like. Yeah. I don't have anything more on that. I guess that's the podcast. I, I'm sorry, I don't really know the format if I'm if I'm not supposed to be asking you questions. Uh, you can uh, ask whatever. But I was just curious what it's like. You're in Arkansas, you mm-hmm. mentioned. What's it like there? Well, overall, we don't have certainly L.A. or even a Dallas or a Memphis. We don't have the population density, so mm-hmm. everything's more spread out. That helps. I do think that ever since the, the $1,200 or so was given out, that yeah. people have been out more, which is frightening in and of itself yeah at first i thought it was more of they have the money so they're like let's get food yeah my fear was that a new normal would be established in a very short-sighted we went out we don't have covid now let's keep going and it feels like that's maybe what's happening and it's it's a very scary thing because a second wave was always inevitable to me it's just the degree by which we have one now you have texas tennessee georgia missouri these states opening back up and it's going to be really bad yeah again it was always going to happen but we can mitigate that on some level and it's really scary it's not a fun answer but yeah You're the first person I've actually talked to with a child during all of this. How has your day-to-day been? It's been it's been weird. So my daughter is usually in uh, care, and uh, my wife works as well. So the daycare shut, you know, around the weekend when everything was happening. And because of, you know, with writing, uh, I had some screenplays that I was working on, but the television show uh, that I work on wasn't in season at the moment. Okay. And my wife immediately became pretty busy with work because she works in movies like theatrical distribution so i basically was like the not full time but i was watching my daughter a lot and that's you know it's like very funny i've been joking to my friends i'm like it's weird to live the way you are seemingly supposed to (laughs) taking care of your own child (laughs) cooking your own food (laughs) like (laughs) you know so it's you know in some ways it's nice it's a lot more time than i normally would spend with my daughter she's two years old it's also nice she's young enough where she's not super aware of the situation that's good so that's kind of nice i think that in some ways like parents of older kids it can maybe be less tiring to you know entertain a you know seven-year-old but then you're dealing with the issues of you know really explaining what's going on and you know just to be able to yeah intellectualize that i mean right i struggle to do that can just imagine to be able to do so to verbalize it i yeah i can't imagine 
so yeah so then for a while it was about five weeks a lot of time where i basically wasn't really doing a ton of work some but mostly just being a father and trying to not go crazy and all that kind of stuff in the past couple of weeks the television show that i work on the writer's room started up virtually like over zoom so now I'm working and my wife is working and we're trying to do it all. And it's very tiring. I mean, to your point of not having the daycare and kind of just yeah. it, it been a bit of a crash course in that. I think I would say it's not really a sustainable situation. We're just trying to do our best and make it, you know, as long as we can. And, you know, and hopefully things get a little bit better and we can either travel to family or we can get some sort of at home child care or something but we're just trying to for now just hunker down until things improve how dramatically different is just working in a writer's room remotely like that it's pretty different you know i think that a lot of in-person writer's rooms i think this is true for a lot of shows has a lot of procrastination joking around talking kind of in circles and that feels weirder and is harder to do over zoom so you can do some of it but but at a certain point, it feels more like you're in a video conference call and there's a little mm. more formality to the whole process. So we're trying to figure it out. It's really still in the first early weeks so we're making adjustments and trying to find what works. But it's tricky. I think that, you know, it's going as well as it can. But yeah, like everything is, it's tricky. And then you're also dealing with just the, you know, some people are like, oh, this will be a great test for all workplaces. Like, you know, oh, like are people able to like, work from home maybe like this will lead to everyone working at home and it's like well this is not like a normal yeah. circumstance like yeah I, know, know, I like the I, idea too that they're already looking at it like how can we take advantage of this going forward yeah like how this is like a b testing and it's like this is extraordinary like, truly unprecedented yeah so like people are just in survival mode and so like they're like terrified of losing their job so they're like doing everything they can to work from home people also have kids so it's like hard you know who are not in childcare, so it's harder for them to work from home people are experiencing depression people are so the idea that this is in any way is going to be applicable to the world when this you know is not the situation seems crazy to me so I mean, now that i think about it so you guys are you're working in the process of writing but yes. with no idea seemingly of what production will be like so it's just right. kind of like writing in preparation for eventual reopening of production yes Okay, yeah. that makes sense. You know, I was about to ask, yeah, you, you don't have any time to do anything else at this point. Originally, I thought like, okay, we'll just like, I'll just like work and take care of my child and cook and clean and that'll be everything. And for a little bit, been doing that, but it just like, that's not a sustainable way to live. So it's like, there do have to be times to watch a show on Netflix yeah. or play a video game or kind of record a podcast like this or do something so there do have to be time for that so the just end result is you just have to do everything but start doing things like a little bit worse and yeah. you know just like a little less present of as a father sometimes yeah a little less focused at work sometimes a little you know you're just doing everything 
just oh, like carving out of... like slight decompression parts yeah right and i think that's okay to kind of give yourself a break that like there are gonna be times when you're gonna just have to take a breath and so far it's going okay well that's good oh yeah you don't have the time to sneak away i know like not to say that this is the reason why but you know there'd be times before we're previous to this you would go to like some of the lunches or whatever with the, with dope right with, sure you know to for that and i imagine that's like carving out some time to just hang out <laughs> with people and yeah and enjoy that right exactly and you know i think that also too you realize all of the things in life you know make you better at the other things yeah. So, you know, being able to see people or joke around, I think definitely, you know, makes me better at writing and, you know, and having, you know, a fulfilling career and social life it makes me more like present and not like grumpy as a father. And so trying to still hold on to some of that balance, I think, is important. There are absolutely positives that will come out of all of this. I think this was going to allow people to realize on some level the things that really mean most to them, since so yeah. many of these things are being taken away. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like the few times we are without certain things. You know, some people don't have sports and, and I, for one, like don't have any opportunity to have a movie theater experience. Right. That and just hang out with friends and these certain things are like I miss them so much and I am so excited eventually for them to come back yeah I definitely get that and I feel that I think I'm a little more bummed lately because when this first started there was a lot of like oh when this is over we're gonna have the most massive party or yeah whatever and it's seeming more and more like there's not going to be a clear like it's over and certainly not everyone's gonna agree to what that moment is at the same time and I think that's going to be kind of sad and scary and weird. Some people will, and I think it'll have to do with comfort level, also your situation. So that'll be just kind of interesting. And also, too, they're probably, and this is, I think anyone can figure this out, there will be times when you, like, go to a movie theater, probably, but it's like, oh, you have to seat separate from people, and it just is, like, different. Or, you know, you can see people, but everyone will not. I don't know if you have a group of friends that hugged each other, people want to <laughs> hug, and, you know, people will just be more, like, cautious or they'll be further away from each other. I think it'll be thrilling to have those again, but it won't feel like the big weight is lifted off. There's no siren to go off to sell everybody. The coast is clear. We're never going to have that, and that sucks. But, you know, it's just that thing of, like, psychologically, I just want the option at least not do these things at this point. No, right, exactly. It's like what I said with, like, the seeing the Google Maps of everything close. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I feel like I choose not to do this. I choose not to, exactly. I miss the wild rush of canceling plans, and I don't even have that. And again, these are like such like luxury problems, but it is truly wild just to be without these things that you've always had as some form of an option for the entirety of your life. That is a funny idea, the option of canceling plans. That is something (laughs) that I know some people really get a thrill out of. The relief of, okay, that's not going to happen. Oh, thank God. Even if I know I'm still going to love that thing, but just sometimes of like the anxiety of everything that leads up to the awesome part of it i do appreciate that right it's funny because i think a lot of people like sometimes like staying at home can be a real treat yeah so that's the other thing too this whole situation is is taking some of the joy out of staying at home you know yeah exactly but anyway i feel like i'm being a little too much of a bummer no this is just your situation is there a way to be funnier i will say maybe this is a little sick or weird it is interesting it is interesting to see the something like this happen and to just see like i don't say interesting in like a positive connotation like it's good to see i think it's fascinating i think i'll probably be reading books about this time 
you know, forever, or maybe I'll never want to relive it. But... We're never going to have 30 years worth of movies and TV shows about it. Right. But maybe people won't want to relive it. So maybe, but it just is kind of like that. When everything happens, it's kind of like, oh, wow, they've like closed everything. And, you know, it just is kind of fascinating to see. It's so cinematic. It... Yeah. This is stuff I've only ever seen in movies. And so that's why I think part of it too for me is why it's so hard for me to wrap my head around that this is actually a thing. Yes, that's true. Yeah, that is that is interesting. I think that it kind of, maybe that's kind of the loopiness is that it is so outside. There's like, I think a psychological concept name for this where something is like so outside of your understanding of reality that your mind rejects it. So I think that maybe is what the loopiness is. It just is such a crazy thing to imagine. Like, this is like something that if three months ago someone's like, okay, here's what's going to happen. I mean, you would just, like, I mean, it's. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here with that. Right. And even if someone was like very convincing about it. Yeah, it defies belief. Yes. And yet. Do you have any tips for people? Anything to suggest? Anything that might help them? Yeah, I think that the only tip I have, which I bet somebody has given this tip already, is I think there's been a lot of, you know, use this time to write that screenplay that you want to write. Use this time to... Shakespeare wrote. Yeah, right, exactly. And I think that's, like, just crazy. (laughs) And I think that if you can do that, sure. But also it's okay to be a little worse at everything that you're doing. It's okay (laughs) to be like, this is crazy. Like the diet that I was on is going to fall off a little bit. You know, you're just going to do your best. And I think that sure, it's great to have a goal and, and try and do things that will put you in a good mental state, but those might not be like beating up on yourself and, you know, putting insane demands. To not accomplish those things, whatever those things may be, whatever it is to be quote unquote successful in this time there is mm-hmm. no right or wrong way yeah you know nobody is doing this better than anyone else i'm just trying not to lose my mind right i'm really just trying not to go insane i feel like my grasp on what it is to do this the right way for me it becomes more tenuous as the seconds pass oh i have another one this is maybe a little more specific actually okay. i think that for me personally i don't speak for everyone because everyone's different having opportunities reaching out to people or you know having like interesting social experiences online it's good I think that that's a nice thing that you can do. I've In the time, I've reached out to some friends from high school who I kind of keep in touch with, but sometimes years will go by and I don't talk to them. And those have been nice kind of moments. I think even doing like podcasts like this and like someone who, you know, you maybe don't know and, you know, connecting with people. I think this is yeah. great. I think this is a good way to kind of, you know, have a facsimile of normal socialization. I don't, again, I think that put that in the same caveat as the first thing I said, because if you you're not the kind of person who naturally reaches out to people. Don't beat yourself up over, I should be doing more of that and whatever. But if you are someone who likes human interaction, don't be ashamed about trying to get it either with your friends or even new people or just any kind of thing. I think that's a normal, healthy thing. And sometimes it's really nice. You know, sometimes it's depressing because it reminds you that you're not really (laughs) having a thing, but you know, you do what you can. Kind of cultivate a sense of community and connect with people. In in a way, and maybe it's, to your point, it's a facsimile of it, and it's not exactly the same thing. But you can still connect with people, even if it's just not physically near them or anything. Right. Is there anything that you want to plug, inform people about before we go? Not really. (laughs) Um, I mean, I think you said the stuff. Yeah, I think just everybody, be well, listen to this podcast. Thank you. 
I listened to a few of them before I did it. I think it's good. So keep Thank listening you. to them. That's what I think. I That's agree with that. Okay, great. That's my endorsement, what uh-huh. you just said. Thank you. Yeah. I got nothing. This. <laughs> Listen to this. Finish great. this. I'm guessing 20 seconds left, maybe. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to those you know and love, everybody around you. If you need anything from me, I'm on Twitter. Reach out. I'll do whatever I can do. So just be kind. Be nice. Be thoughtful and take care of yourself. Bye.